Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for Bo and Nick, the losers with a dream. Uh-huh. <sighs> what a waste of time. Yep, they're losers. You're listening, so who's the freaking loser, people? Welcome to Bo and Nick's Losers with a Dream. Yeah. I freaking hate them so much. The look at their funny because they suck at everything. You're listening. The question is, why? Come on, guys. Let's hear some energy. You guys ready to have a good time? That's better. Please welcome friend of the Loser with a Dream podcast, our life coach, mentor, and inspiration to millions, Lisa Lampanelli. Come on, guys. Give yourselves a big round of applause for showing up at BJ Ryan's on a Saturday to support, support these guys. I'm Lisa Lampanelli. I'm way above being here. I just had nothing to do. I retired from stand-up comedy after a lucrative 31-year career, and my manager told me, find a charity you believe in and volunteer. After I had volunteered with rescuing animals, re actually, I had rescued two men by uh, marrying them and then divorcing them. Uh, I said, who can I attach my life to to give me some meaning? And then I saw Bo do comedy and said, well, if he needs help, anyone does. But I really actually, in all seriousness, these guys, I saw them both very funny. But what I liked about them, when they got together at the diner, or possibly Duchess in Monroe, because they're both fighting being fat and disgusting. <laughs> They literally had the best, most soulful conversations I had ever heard two supposedly straight guys have. <laughs> Bo is straight. Nick, he's this close. I mean, for the right price, I'm just gonna say a dick sucking wouldn't be out of the question. But we put all that aside and I said, I honestly love hearing, I listen to podcasts a lot, even though I'm not the age group who does, it's usually you millennials who enjoy the podcasts. However, I said, these guys have something no two other straight guys on the podcast have. They talk openly and real about feelings, but they're funny too. So I aligned myself with them and somehow got sucked into the vortex and they're a great distraction from real life. <laughs> So if you don't already listen to them, subscribe to them. They're available everywhere. Podcasts are available. And they're also both women, if you're out there. They both are literally available. <laughs> I mean, listen, they have not gotten laid in so long. I have a feeling even like a fucking ball grab hasn't happened in a while. I'm just thinking this. So uh, enjoy. We're going to tape this. We're gonna play it at a future date, so have some nice energy for these guys. They really are terrific. Big hand for the losers with a dream, Bo and Nick! Thank you, Lisa. We appreciate you. That was you. very nice of her. Yeah. Right? Oh, bad start. <laughs> What'd you do? I don't know. I broke it. <laughs> oh. God damn it. Well, guys, welcome to the Losers with a Dream podcast. What? I'm one of your hosts, Gay Nick. So gay. I'm the other host. I'm Bo. Is that it? <laughs> Isn't Just that, wasn't that nice, Lisa? Guys, give it another hand for Lisa Lampanelli. 
you know, it's kind of like a Make-A-Wish thing that we're doing, actually. You know, just like retired comics, we give them purpose. It's a good. <laughs> It's nice. It is nice. We're nice guys. <laughs> How did we fill this place? I mean, <laughs> mostly twice? friends. Two shows. <laughs> mostly for friends this? and family. We guilted being here. Yeah, who's here from uh, Nick's Grinder ad? <laughs> Two guys. Good. All See, right. people want me. Offer still stands for him to peg you in the parking lot. By the way. <laughs> oh no, you get pegged. It's Whatever. okay. Either one. We'll try. The joke both. still works. We'll try. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into our first segment here on the podcast. Oh, there's your friends now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these people are my friends, Nick. They're I'm coming very late, popular. though. They're coming late. Yeah, it's awful. All right. Well, anyways, we're going to get into our first segment. We always do a mental health check-in. That's right. We don't like to do, like, scale 1 to 10 or anything boring like that. We usually compare it to something, you yeah. know, like a movie reference or well, something we're really, horrible We're really happened. deep, and we understand a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, we just we go off the top of it. Mean, it's just it's going to be great. Then you guys go are ahead. Really, You're first, deep guy. Uh, I don't know about that. No. I mean, right now, I feel like Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> You look like them, too. Because yeah. <laughs> I've just been stress eating all day. <laughs> like, I'm going to pass out if I don't have a candy bar, you know? And, you know, it's a, that's what I do, though. Like, whenever, like, a big show comes up, I'm like, ha, am I going to, is it going to bomb? Is anyone going to show up? And then I just shove food in my face until I feel okay. What would you eat? I had, uh, you, you were there. I had a French dip. <laughs> I had some spinach. I had a cauliflower crust pizza. <laughs> You're going to have to roll me off the stage, is what I'm saying. <laughs> what about you, man? How are you doing? I'm feeling good, man. We've been prepping for the show for a while. This is kind of feeling like, you know, my wedding day. I'm very, oh, I'm very excited, but I'm also nervous. That's right. And you're going to get fucked after this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I love Bo. You know, he's a sober guy now, but there's still, like, that little bit of risk. He's kind of a bad boy because he has that rough past, you know? So I'm kind of... I'm a little nervous he's going to relapse, but it's fine. Always on the verge, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep it interesting. Yeah. But I'm excited, dude. We're pretty much in this till the end. Like, it's like we have a 30-year mortgage, and we're just waiting for the other one to die. Ah, you know? Yeah, until I do blow and get a sports car and tell you to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what sports car would you get? Oh, uh, probably a that Hummer. you could fit in. Yeah, That's not asshole. a sports car. <laughs> uh, I just want to be tall, you know? Bigger than all the others. <laughs> you're, you're doing it. You're on your way, man. <laughs> you're doing a really great yeah, job. Yeah, can the cameras lose about 100 pounds? <laughs> Do some sort of filter, Instagram filter to help you? Yeah, get it on the gram. <laughs> so our next segment here is we do this. We're, we're you know, we're bigger guys. Um, we're pretty sensitive. I don't like the way you're like touching that. me. What happened? Oh, it's too much. It's right, too much. I'm sorry. No. We usually do a segment on who we fall in love with this week. Yes, and you're going to go first. I'm going to go first. Who did so, you fall in love with, babe? So I was watching I Love You, Man last night. Oh, it's a good movie, right, gang? I fell in love with uh, Jason Siegel's character, <laughs> Sydney Fife, because of comedy and this podcast don't work out. I'm going to be at open houses eating free food. <laughs> And trying to pick up divorces. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a real problem. So let's make this work, huh? Let's do it. Divorce is a great... It's basically just saying used. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's comedy. It's French for used. Yeah, yeah, yes. totally. No, it's... That's funnier. Fucking idiot. God uh, damn it. I don't know. I want to be a divorcee. Got to find someone first. <laughs> 
What about you? Who'd you fall in love with? Hold on. Let's stay with the divorcee thing. I think there's something here. <laughs> so you, you train a lot of divorcees, don't you? Are you all in yes, on that? Yes. So I you're train. basically this. That's basically your life already. I just listen you just to hang problems. Out with them? Yeah. Yeah. And I make them do some <laughs> sets in between. I'm like, can we just? You're like, I, I understand your husband's a dick, but can you just please do this <laughs> squat real quick? Yeah. I no, understand. he's definitely not fucking the receptionist. So just chill out. I mean, that, yeah, that's most of the time. It's such a cliche, though. It's so boring. Like yeah. my clients, it's like out of a movie. You know, some right. of them. It's like they're banging the secretary. It's like pick something else. That's right. Or the trainer. What about the gardener? The gardener? Yeah. I don't know. This is dirty hands. <laughs> Wears a mask. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. It's COVID friendly. <laughs> Just like the show. Yeah, yeah. All right. So. <laughs> did I miss your joke? I just not care. No, you made a noise. And I think they laughed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do a lot they of They didn't noises. expect that to come out of you, I think. <laughs> oh, God. You know who I fell in love with this week? Audience. <laughs> <laughs> I fell in love with my father. I did. I was hanging out with him this week. I went over there for lunch. And uh, my father, in the last six months, has gone vegan and become a gun owner. <laughs> and it's like, dude, just pick a lane. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he has no idea what he's doing with himself. He's crazy. It's... But yeah, so he's like, you know, he wants to save the cows, but he also like wants to stand his ground. And you're like, what's, <laughs> this is too much. He's got CNN on one TV and Fox News on the other. It's amazing. Like he's well past the middle of his life. You know what I mean? Like he's in 60 something. I don't know. I don't keep up, but he's, he's getting older and it's like, dude, you like at this point, you don't, you shouldn't be having a midlife crisis. Like it's gotta, <laughs> you gotta get through the things yeah, but that out are of like, all the midlife crises is like to go vegan and have a gun. Isn't too. <laughs> That's true. I think it's more speaks to like how like boomers are so impressionable. Like they just watch the news <laughs> and they're like, Oh, I'll be that now. And then they just start buying shit. Just a documentary. <laughs> yeah. Is he a Netflix vegan? He watched it once. Yeah. He, he watched like, the Seaspiracy. Anybody see the Seaspiracy doc? <laughs> were you guys just talking about it? Oh, my Well, don't God. talk during the show. We'll bring it up. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, Which, get the shrimp. Screw the fish. You know what I mean? <laughs> the shrimp matter. is the best dish here. So it is good. It. Yeah, we, we, gotta, we, we always push the shrimp. You push the shrimp. That's, that's, that's showbiz talk. I don't know. I don't know if you guys are in showbiz, but you push the shrimp. It's, it's, you bring it up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> For the purposes of the audio, we have to say we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be right back. We're that's gonna right. We're going to get into our topic, which is about firsts. Firsts. This episode of Losers with a Dream is brought to you by Bowen Nix failed high school football careers and love lives and work histories and general malaise. So And we're back. And we're back. Yeah. All right. So our topic today is about first. I hear you, Jackie. Shut up. First. Don't now, point at your friends. Let's it's just all keep right. it going. It's, all it's right. unprofessional. It's all right. So listen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a first for us. We have never, yeah. ever. Well, we're stand-up comics, allegedly, right? Supposedly. Yeah, it's what we try to do. And then, you know, so this is the first time we've ever done, like, a live podcast. And obviously, that's terrifying because, you know, <laughs> not, not enough of this is scripted. So we're like, you know, we're home crying, eating a lot. You know how it goes. <laughs> and so uh, the person who brought this up to us was obviously Lisa. 
because she pushes us to do everything. And when she brought it up, I mean, the anxiety that Your course, face in, in the yeah. Duchess in Monroe. I wanted to cry into a bagel bite. I was just like, ah, you know. <laughs> and she's like, you know, we, we're doing this. Stop being a pussy. I'm like, ah. And, um, and now we're here, and it's not terrifying because I know half of you, and the other half, I mean, you better laugh. It doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, first, I think that it's a good topic because trying to do something for the first time is always terrifying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, like, when was the first time you did stand-up? August of 2018. Okay. My, Specific. My buddy, well, I mean. You remember? That's yeah, good. Of course, you don't remember yours, No, do I you? don't. I was drinking back then. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say I don't remember that. much. <laughs> yeah, August 2018, a friend of mine signed me up for an open mic stress factory in Bridgeport and I was like I do not want to do this I don't know why he's making me do this uh, and then I got on stage and I told a story about how true story about how my father yelled at me once in a drive through because he assumed I didn't like to go down on women <laughs> that's the most Italian story I've ever heard it's true well you don't eat pussy funny part it's, it was at Duchess in Monroe <laughs> And he wasn't an employee there yet. <laughs> he was working at McDonald's, okay? <laughs> and Ace Hardware. So he's, he's, he stepped up to Duchess. Good for so him. So that story, yeah. So I was literally, I think I, that was 13 years ago. Jesus Christ. I was 20 years old. Yeah. I was home from college. And my car was in the shop. And my dad's like, listen, if you need the car, you got you to gotta drive me to work. Yeah, okay? yeah. And I was like, all right, Jesus. Anytime when you're 20 years old, like waking up before noon was just impossible, right? Why so would you do this, Dad? <laughs> so yeah. I take him to Duchess, okay? We're at the drive-thru. I'm half asleep at the steering wheel. He orders. He's yelling his order over me at yeah. 6 a.m., okay? We get up to the window. There's this, like, beautiful middle-aged woman there. She knows him. He goes there every morning. She's yes. like, hi, Bobby. How are you? Hey, Bobby, just so cute. <laughs> Yeah. She's Hispanic? Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I guess she's Hispanic. It's, it's and Duchess, like, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Duchess, yes. <laughs> she's like, hi, Bobby, how are you? And he's like, how you doing, Maria? It's good to see you. Shit like that. And yeah. then he hands her the money, and then the door closes, and he just goes, my God. And I was like, what? He goes, I'd go down on that woman for an hour. <laughs> I was like, holding on the wheel, like, what? He's like, what, you don't like to do that shit? What, are you fucking scared? And just berated me, and then she yeah. finally gave the food and was like, okay, bye. He's like, good seeing you. And then we drove off. <laughs> and it still that's traumatizes a, that's me. That's a lot day. to come at someone with at 8 o'clock in the morning. Like, well, you're not into that? Yeah, yelling at his son, of all people. <laughs> what, are you scared? I'm like, yeah. what? I don't, even, I don't know. I'm not so you told yet. that story on stage, and it bombed, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. No, and I did all right. It did, did okay. okay. Yeah. So you did well your first time doing stand-up? I did well enough to where I wasn't scared to do it again. Wow. It wasn't, obviously, it wasn't, you know, the best. Yeah, I mean, I, first time I did stand-up, like, people, I mean, they got up, they were screaming, like, oh, my God, he's risen. You know what I mean? It was, literally, <laughs> it was a little different than that, but, you know. No, I, it's a terrifying thing to do, honestly, is to get on stage and talk to people, and then to get used to it is even weirder, because then that's your life. You know what I mean? Every day you're yeah, like, all right, just so, waiting for yeah. the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I get my interaction, where I can talk and everyone has to listen. <laughs> you know, it's a little weird. I don't even want to talk to him. I'm going to stay in my house till showtime. <laughs> show starts at 7. It's 1 p.m. You're like, yeah, I can't leave. I just have to sit here and So your panic. buddies just forced you into stand-up? They are like, you're kind of funny and you should do this? It was uh, So we were at a bachelor party a few months prior, 
in Vermont, and oh, that's nice. Yeah, and that's we got, good bachelor party territory. We, we got. <laughs> Would you go skiing? No, it was the middle of summer. We played paintball on a farm. <laughs> oh my! You need some new friends, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God damn it's it! It's probably them over there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. One dude. of them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, there were. Uh, we got some really horrible. Uh, dancers that came to the house. Yeah, this isn't a family show. You can say strippers. Yeah, it was bad, man. So we're like <laughs> literally at a cabin in Vermont, and the closest strippers we could get were three hours away from Boston. Oh my God. And they were tough looking. Yeah. And on a lot of drugs. <laughs> well, I mean, you're driving all the way from Boston. You got to be a little tweaked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dude showed up. They had a security guy with him, who was just like a bald, fat Irish dude with a Celtics jersey on. I can't. I'm not even making this. I was like, are we going to? This is a joke, right? Marky Mark is my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. You're all fucking related. Goddamn Irish people have 10 kids at once. You see that Paw Sox game? <laughs> so, all right. So the dancers came and then. And I just didn't know their, you know, their accents and just how terrible they were. And the next morning I was making fun of them and yeah, yeah, people yeah. were laughing. And my buddy's like, dude, new comedy club open in Bridgeport. I'm going to sign you up. Right. And I was like, ah, just leave me alone, man. I don't know if I really want to do that. Well, you had nothing going on in your life, I assume. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Still don't. <laughs> right here with you. <laughs> well, you got me and Lisa, so that's okay. <laughs> More importantly, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you admit that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be huge, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> you're going to be huge, all right. So, all right, so you do stand up for the first time. It goes okay, and then you're like, all right, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean. What about your, you really don't remember your first time. So the first time I got on stage, I didn't tell anybody in my life, because then, like, once you admit something, and that's, like, yeah. anytime you're doing something for the first time, if you, like, admit it to people, then it becomes real, and then it's, like, you owe it to the people that to actually do See, you just don't do that. You don't say anything. <laughs> so I just got in my car. I drove to New Haven. There was this club called Joker's Wild, which is where Lisa started stand-up, and uh, I, I, like, knocked on the door in the middle of the afternoon. And I was like, uh, you know, is, uh, is there any like place I can do some jokes? You know what I mean? And the guy was like, are you a comedian? And I had to say yes, which was weird. You know what I mean? It was like, oh. <laughs> you had a little imposter syndrome? Yeah, I was like, yeah. And then. Uh, <laughs> it's like, this guy's hammered. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, there's one at eight. And I was, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. So I was like, well, you guys got a bar, right? <laughs> And he was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. So I think you guys are picking up where this went. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know, I had some drinks, you know, got everyone on my side. And then, uh, no, I remember when I first did stand-up, like, the, it was an open mic. So you got, like, ten comics before you, and all of them were bombing so hard. And I just remember being like, oh, this isn't a th like, this isn't a thing. I'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's good to just see someone else fail to know that, like, you probably, even if you fail, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to How long did you get on stage? You. How many minutes? Do you remember? I did five. I crushed. Like, just insane. Like, I'm not even I just, I did really, really well. And then right after that, every time I went on stage, I was like, hey, guys. <laughs> I was just doing, like, Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> impressions and stuff like that. <laughs> and, uh, and always hammered and just upset. You know what I mean? I used to. <laughs> now you're just upset. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I still snap at the crowd, but it's, you know, people enjoy it, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> back when I was drinking, they were like, ah, call the police. You know what I mean? It was yeah. scary. <laughs> so, 
but it's gotten you know it's gotten easier um what other first times i'm trying to think do you remember the first time you asked a girl out yes i remember my first kiss actually okay that was it was i was very young i was like in fourth grade because that's as scary as doing stand-up like that's because i remember it was like an event like we were in school and (laughs) everyone knew like so and so at lunch was gonna (laughs) We were gonna. Ki- I swear to God, this is what happened. It was like a planned kiss thing. We sold, yeah, we didn't have those growing up. Yeah. <laughs> we sold tickets. It was great. But yeah. um, no, literally, like planned. Like <laughs> we were like at recess. Yeah. We were around the corner, hidden in like this little area where the where the aides couldn't see you, right? Yeah, yeah. Recess aides. And I had my buddy who was like a big dude, kind of like you, big dude. Like uh, he was a lookout for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like other people were, made like a wall in front of us. It was the weirdest thing in my life. <laughs> So I was thinking about to th- that today. I was like, I really have to talk about this out loud. Yeah, yeah. So you had like a human wall in front of like this disgraceful act <laughs> that you were trying to perform for the first time. Yeah. And who was this girl? Was she tied up? How did this happen? <laughs> I paid her in candy. <laughs> hey, toots. No. <laughs> and and so like it like do you remember it was just like all right let's just do it and then it, like that was fast yeah and it was like i thought i was gonna die i mean i had i thought i was gonna throw up like i was just so <laughs> nervous not because it was a girl because i was kissing a girl that's not why i was gonna throw up but well or maybe i don't know maybe that's the first sign fellas he is single <laughs> but yeah dude that was that was one of the my first kisses in fourth grade I had a full-blown panic attack and had a lookout <laughs> you had a look at. Can you imagine amazing. now, the first time you go out, like you need your buddies to make a wall around you? No, I can't imagine. <laughs> so the first time I tried to make out with a girl, I was at uh, Shrek in theaters, <laughs> which was not good because I looked like Shrek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Is that you?" No, that's a cheap joke. Um, anyway, <laughs> you were at Shrek. I went to Shrek. I brought this girl. I was like, "She's my girlfriend." She was like, "Who are you?" You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> thought I was pulling it off, and like. She's sitting next to me, and I'm like, all right. By the way, this, oh, every story I have turns into just trauma. It's, like, it's always like, yeah, you should really talk about that with someone else. But, <laughs> you ever but, heard of a therapist? <laughs> yeah, dude. I know I'm your friend, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not a professional. Yeah. So I'm sitting next to this girl, and I'm, and I'm like, how do I, like, how do I do, you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know the move. Like, you know, Did you, you see, do the, do the you yawn? Know, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> I didn't even try that because I was like, I just, I can't pull this off. And I'd also come from lacrosse practice and I was wearing a cup. And I had a, (laughs) so I'm in Shrek, I have a cup on. The cup that I had was too big. So it looked like I was just hard in the theater. You planned that, didn't you? Yeah. Give me me the extra large one. (laughs) I got a date tonight. Yeah, I was was my own fluffer that night. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, it looks like I'm just hard because of, you know, I don't know, donkey or whatever. Like, is that Eddie Murphy? <laughs> he crushed that role. No, I'm yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, we don't want to get on a tangent with that, but... That could be 10 minutes. Oh, I just really enjoyed his performance. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what happened? What'd so, yeah, I look like I'm hard, and I'm like, all right, this is what you do, Bo. This is what you do. I'm talking to myself. I'm like, you count to three, and then you just do it. You know what I mean? And, uh... <laughs> which, by the way, works sometimes, but also kind of rapey. Like, you shouldn't go all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I count to three... You guys are late. I mean, just figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's a great laugh. (laughs) Um, So I'm like, count to three. I go. I turn the head. She looks terrified. You know what I mean? She's like, (laughs) 
Like I just came to life. You know what I mean? And I go, ah, and, and it was horrible. And she told everyone at school that I was like this horrible kisser and that like I mauled her basically. And now I'm in therapy. No. <laughs> but no, that's how it went. And then, you know, you kind of have to, I had to like overcome that story for like the next year. You know, I'd be like, oh, no, that didn't really happen. You know, you just start denying it. And um, yeah, so we, we should talk about something else, huh? <laughs> Dude, I can see the pain on your face. <laughs> no, I mean, some of these stories, like, they are painful because it, it felt so important at the time to like kiss a girl. You know, you're like, I gotta, I gotta do this. My friends are doing this. I gotta like, I gotta like pass this test. You know what right. I mean? And it didn't go well. <laughs> and then, and then of course, no one else is lining up to try it again with you. They're not like, oh, he's the guy that bites your face. Great. <laughs> so it just, you know, it was tough. This it kid was with tough. the boner watching Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> Fuck him, dude. <laughs> Let's give you. I want to give you a redemption one because that felt that was painful for you to. Get it out. It was tough. What was, was the tough. first time you knew you were good at something, whatever it may be? Oh, wow. Well, I've been good at so few things. <laughs> so, so it should be easy <laughs> for you. Um, I, knew, I knew I was good at stand-up. I was at Gotham. And uh, yeah, shout out to Gotham. <laughs> we're selling <laughs> tickets here, by the way. Just, yeah, buy tickets here. Um, I was at Gotham. Lisa had come to see me, um, and I was like... <laughs> she was kidnapped and brought there. Yeah. <laughs> I was so nervous. Like, I was like, oh, man. Like, we went to, I went out to dinner with her beforehand, and she was like, you're going to be horrible, basically. She was just like, <laughs> she was like, I can't believe I came to this. Like, it's just, it's so terrible that I would hang out with an open micer, and like, what are you going to do, five minutes? No one cares. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, okay. Just like... <laughs> Just choking down spaghetti, like, okay. And, uh, and then we got to the venue. They sit down. I'm in the back. And then, like, Gary Goldman went up and, like, crushed. And, like, and, like somebody else did a guest spot that was amazing. And I'm like, oh, God, you know. <laughs> just, uh, I can't believe you think you're funny. This is so stupid. And um, then I got up, and I had this amazing set. And, um, and I got off stage. I immediately ran outside to have a cigarette because I was like, that was crazy. You know what I mean? Just trying to like jog myself a little bit. And she ran outside. And I remember she looked at me and she was like, that was, that was good, dude. Like, you're awesome. And I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? It was like the first time that someone had given me that. And for it to be her, it was like a really big deal. You know what I mean? And it's all been downhill since then. Yeah. What are you good at except for uh, giving blowies? <laughs> I'm mediocre at him, okay? <laughs> He'll tug. I'm reading a book. <laughs> um, well, I guess we could say on the topic of uh, stand-up, but I, I started to feel comfortable doing stand-up my third time up is when I really did well. Yeah. And, you know, you get, when you first start doing anything, really, like even whatever it may be at your job or something, but you live off, like, those little... Yes. Like people telling you like, hey, that was good. Or like, yeah. you did well. I thought you were the funniest Well, because there's tonight. no boss. It's not like, you yeah, know, Seinfeld's right. going to be like, hey, I saw the set. It went really well. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, he's a billionaire. He doesn't care. <laughs> so, but uh, literally, I remember I was, you know, we were doing stand-up in South Norwalk right before the pandemic hit. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, 
I was kind of, I did one thing in New York City again. I was like kind of on the fence. I was a little nervous. And a little bit of imposter syndrome too. Yeah, You're like, yeah, yeah. Should I even go to New York? Like, what am I doing? Anyway, the week before the pandemic hit, we had a show at our old place in South Norwalk, our house. Lisa came to that show. One of her friends was headlining. And, you know, did my set, whatever. Got off stage. And then we all hung out with Lisa after. And she was very complimentary. Yeah, which it. I thought was weird because he didn't do that great. <laughs> no, you had a great set. I knew, and I was like, oh, man, I wonder what she thought. I walk backstage, and she's standing there, and she goes, I liked all of your jokes except one. (laughs) And I was like, oh, God. (laughs) I was like, which one? She's like, the one about you going down on a girl. Yep. She goes, and then she pointed at all of us, and she goes, none of you guys are good-looking enough (laughs) to be talking about that (laughs) shit on stage. Uh, You know when she said that secretly in the back of my head? It's like, she doesn't know, man. She, I don't listen. think she means me, dude. I think yeah. she's talking no, about No, that was big. for you guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, she busts my balls a little bit. And she's like, no, it's good. She's been going up in New York. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I wake up early. Like, <laughs> You <laughs> also go hindsight, to bed. Hindsight, I was so dumb. I was like, yeah, I wake up like 4.30. I start work at like 6 a.m. I was like, you know, I really had a chance to go to New York. She goes, oh, fuck off. Yeah. She goes, you want to be a stand-up comedian in Norwalk the rest of your life? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I should probably, like, start going to the city. She's like, yeah, start going to the city. And the next week, the fucking world shut down. <laughs> so <laughs> I learned that's, my lesson. Okay, I was like, yeah, New York will always be there, dude. Not a big deal. Yes. I'll, I'll get there when I get there. I, dude, I remember the, the night that the, everything shut down, uh, March 16th, I was at Gotham. And I was doing a set, and this girl's phone rang four times during my set. <laughs> and Same I, girl. Yeah, and I just lost it on her. And then I got in the car, and I was like, something's about to happen. Like, I just didn't know what. Like, you, everyone kind of got that. We were all, like, dogs who, like, know it's going to rain back in March. And I guess they're leaving now. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> but like Their first time leaving. But, yeah, and, and I was like, Jesus, this is the last time I do stand-up. Like, I'm going to be pissed. And then it, everything just shut down, you know? But it's okay. <sighs> we're here now. We're here now. That's good. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, we're hanging in. Dude, I did... <laughs> Can I tell you the first time that I ever felt like I had some sort of talent, like a little bit? No. I want to tell you. Okay, go ahead. I was in, I was like in fourth grade, okay, and you had to do like ice skating or whatever, right? You did like ice skating classes or something. I, no, that's not a thing. Just wait. It is a thing. Ice skating classes? Yes, you had to do ice skating classes, all right? <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, I was in a group <laughs> with all girls, okay? And at the end of this, you had to do a talent show. <laughs> yeah where you dressed in the same outfits, like matching colors, <laughs> and skated around to a song. And you were amazing and at that. And made it on the cover, and it was just me holding like the waist <laughs> of all these girls and me in the middle. My dad was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I'm gay. That's why I wanted to tell you guys that. Lisa was right. She nailed it. Yeah. You figure skating. It was ice skating. It was not figure skating. I had hockey skates because I was cool. I didn't buy the figure <laughs> skates. <laughs> yeah, but you were skating in them like they were figure skates. <laughs> you just picture my dad, like, bedazzling my outfits at home. <laughs> I guess this is what he wants. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just on a sewing machine. <laughs> yeah. No, so, you're, I mean, your father's wild, man. Like my dad? Yes. Yeah. My dad couldn't be here tonight, unfortunately. He's getting a medical procedure done. Um, for his, I'm just going to say it, prostate. Nice. He calls it his prostrate, though. 
Hey, Nicholas, my prostrate's uh, really... Nicholas, I got to go to this doctor <laughs> for my prostrate. I was like, I don't, I don't think that's it, man. I think that's the wrong thing. He just said... I, I can't wait till I get to the age where you could just say shit and he, like, doesn't matter. Like, he yeah. doesn't care. Like, one time he asked how to download music. Yeah. He was like, he's like, so what would I do? I would just go to, like, Looney Tunes or you just download it? <laughs> I was like, you fucking mean iTunes? Yeah, yeah. It's like, same shit. <laughs> no, incorrect. Oh, my God. I mean, just old Italian men are the best, aren't oh. they? Just fantastic people. One yeah. clap. That was good. We got yeah. it. One clap. Yeah, well, my, my, my family, it's all Irish, Catholic, so it's just everything's pushed down. Don't talk about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Shove it down. Yeah, it's just, ah, uh, nothing happened. <laughs> but everything happens. Uh, yeah, everything has happened and will continue to happen. Speaking of, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with our life coach, Lisa Lampanelli. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's take a break from Losers with a Dream because Bo's voice, monotonous, and Nick has to grow some hair. And talent. Good luck to you both. <laughs> Welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we got big old hairy dreams. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we now welcome our life coach and mentor, Lisa, Lisa Lampanelli. Come on. Weren't they at least mediocre? Come on, clap it up for Bo and Nick. I love you guys. Like, honestly, and no, shut the fuck up. I could have lived without rapey first kiss story, though. That I could have lived without. It was, without. just planned out. I like, I'm organized. I like no, this is things. how he is. He's such a fucking wop. Listen to this. <laughs> you can imagine in fourth grade, like, Nick would be like, <laughs> You wanna fuck it, maybe go You're like a fucking pesci. I had an Italian horn necklace too in elementary school. Of course oh you did. God. Of course you did. Worst. I grew up with Italians the whole time. Let's I was very, very impressed that both of you. Uh, that I gave you words of encouragement. Yes. That yeah. help. I'm shocked that I did. Because yeah. I remember, so I, I honestly, when I met Bo, here's the thing. He was trying to get in my niece's pants, okay? <laughs> I got a niece. She's real nice. Before Bo got fired from Indeed, <laughs> they work together over there. And she says, my fucking dopey friend wants to do comedy and it would mean a lot if he went again as a retiree you don't have that much to do you go you know what i have empathy i wish somebody took an interest in me when i was just a nobody yeah and i said okay you know what i'm gonna go and also my niece emily i like hanging out with her because she's fun so i did give you a fair amount of shit yes because i looked at you <laughs> and i'm telling you something people he's not ugly <laughs> He's not pretty. He's not hard to look at. But there, on the surface, before he opens his mouth, there is nothing that you could imagine he would offer to the comedic world. And that's not a 
it's just like he's unassuming. Like this guy, if he was in a band, you'd go, yeah, man, I can fucking see that. He's cool as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably a tattoo artist. He could do a guest spot on Younger. But this fucking idiot, I look at him, I said, oh, this can't go well. <laughs> So I think, I mean, if I could come totally clean, talking about that time you did comedy in front yes. of me and knew you were good at something. <laughs> I think he remembers my action, my reaction like a little bit differently than I yeah. actually happened. Cause I think that's good when you're a fucking drunk who's sober. You were sober at the time, how long? A couple years at that point. Okay, so you look on the sunny side of life. That's right. I you try to look on the sunny side. You are just happy to have. No, you like. You're happy to have your sobriety. Yes. Anything else is a bonus. Yes. So I think when he was smoking that cigarette, and by the way, thank you for implying that I actually have physical prowess enough to run <laughs> out to the club. I think I had to take a piss. So <laughs> I go out, and I will say. I think what I said, you said I said you were amazing. I think I said, <laughs> it's amazing that any of those jokes got a laugh. <laughs> and I, you think I said you were awesome. I said, I think it's awesome that you're not hanging from a fucking rope right now. So this is what I think actually happened, but I like the positivity. I appreciate that. When I got in the car yes. to f first meet you, yes. it was about two minutes in, then you looked at me, you go, you have the charm of a date rapist. He really does. <laughs> I would say if I had a bet on a fraternity date rape, if you would have gone to a real college, it had been you. Hey, at least they got the date, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But I do remember paying for your meal, and you did eat like you had nine rectums. <laughs> <laughs> this guy puts it away. And I think the second piece of advice I ever gave to you was buy an iron. Yes. Because he will wear the most. Ladies, come on. We want to look at a guy who's not disgusting. But if you have to look at Bo, you go, at least his shirt has been pressed. Hold on, hold on. This is great. We're gonna cut this out though. But this guy's like, look, can I come up here and rape somebody and rob the place? So like, you know, looking at my phone, I want some food to fucking go, and maybe I'll like spank one out in the fucking bathroom. Look at, I have the text with you. Look at, look at, look at, watch, fucking. No, no, I paid. I did. Like, I fucking paid. I got Is it really the this hard to get into I'm this show? <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's what makes me laugh. Do you go to a Broadway theater and be like, I'll stand in the fucking back, talk to the waitress, and fucking show my phone a lot, you know? That's what, there's no fucking respect for comedy. That's it right. It pisses me off. We get no respect. Ah, shut up, you deserve nothing. <laughs> All right. Now, what I would find interesting, by the way, to hear from you guys is, because, you know, yes, first time you do comedy, and obviously you want to hear about mine. I'm yes. sure you want to ask yeah. me about how fantastic I was. Yeah, Nick, do it. I had the same experience at Joker's <laughs> Wild, minus the drinking. Yeah. I, it was a place in New Haven. They've since closed. And I had taken a class from this guy, a comedy class. Did you ever, guys ever take a comedy class? No, I was pretty good right off the okay, bat. No, you yeah. weren't. You were terrible. <laughs> Fucking sucked the large <laughs> Now, this is the deal. All right. I had taken a class from this guy, Michael Jackson. Now, this obviously was a different Michael Jackson. This one was black. Now, I'm telling you right now, when I went up there, 
I was nervous, as you guys were, I'm sure, when you did. But there's something about getting that first lap that propels you. Nick, that will happen to you at some point. <laughs> and I remember it was like the first time I ate Betty Crocker chocolate frosting right out of the can. And all you gays know me, I love it in the can. <laughs> But it is fun, because it propels you to the next time. And you know eventually you're going to bomb. You're going to eat it. I mean, I have seen you not do well, Bo, and that's okay. Bo, one time, I mean, my heart (laughs) went out. Just Bo, just Bo. Just Bo. I haven't been interested enough to go see you enough to think that. (laughs) But when I saw Bo once, it was horrifying. He died. He did, as Emily Dickinson once said, ate his own cock. (laughs) And it was not pleasant. It was very hard to watch. So, so Bo, I would be interested in hearing from you guys the first time you bombed, because the first time I bombed, it's it's horrifying. It just, you go, should I even be doing this? And at the time, thank goodness, I had a supportive boyfriend who's dead now. All my boyfriends seem to die, which is fantastic. (laughs) I wanted a TV show called The Deadliest Snatch. (laughs) They would all just drop dead. I don't know, I think it's fantastic, because then I don't have to pay the fucking alimony. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking jerks with no jobs all the time. All right. But when you bomb, thank God I had a guy who said to me, look, you could quit anytime you want. It's a thing you want to do. If you don't get the joy out of it, you get to quit. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it one more time. So, Bo, you first. Yeah. When is the first time you ate a huge dick on stage? So. <laughs> besides so, after this. Today. Yeah, yes. So, um, I was, uh, I was doing this. It was like Fairfield Craft Ales. That was the show. And, uh. I had just broken up with my ex like three weeks ago and she Now was this an ex that was a long time ex? A few years, you know, she it, it was enough of it a breakup a that it hurt. Relation- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh so she shows up at the show um because she's a lunatic, um if anyone knows. She did she came up to me outside, she's like, I'm Buzz ex girlfriend. Yeah. It was, was like, like Great, glad you came. Good awesome. job, you know. <laughs> and um, so she, she, and a lot of my material was about her at that point. Oh, God. Yeah. So I'm in the back and I'm opening for this guy and I'm like, I'm like, this is just, this is a problem. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is going to be really, really bad. She goes, she sits right in the front row. I'm like, okay, uh, let's see what I can do. And then I went up and I opened with, oh, I go, <laughs> <laughs> I go, uh, so what's with scissoring? Why are these women doing this? And, uh, and everyone was like, you're a real bad person. And, and after that, the entire, and that's not my act. That's not even what I not do, even all. close. But I was like, so, I was like, how do I get out of my material as fast as I can and maybe say something funny just to get it going? Well, scissoring that's interesting. Was the first, yeah. That's interesting you say that because I remember... I was playing one point, this was right after I got married, to this guy, Jimmy Big Balls. Now, we called him Jimmy Big Balls because his testicles were misshapen and enormous. (laughs) I'm not even fucking exaggerating. It looked like that thing a hobo ties on a stick and puts over his shoulder. (laughs) I hadn't seen anything that big and hairy since I stood next to Rosie O'Donnell at Curves. (laughs) (laughs) So I was with this Jimmy Big Balls, And he was doing security for me at the time. 
Because you always, if you're a very wealthy comedian or actor or uh, musician, you always hire your loser with a dream, deadbeat husband to fucking help and get him on the payroll and health insurance. It's just something you do. Ask Lady Gaga. I'm sure she's gone through it. So he's backstage, and at the time I was, I'll just put it out there, I had anger issues. I, uh, if my temper had been any angrier, <laughs> if my temper had been any angrier, I would have dated Rihanna. Okay, I was really fucking angry. So uh, my steak, when I got to the dressing room, my steak wasn't down there yet. Yeah. And when you have food issues, which I always have, I want my fucking food when I'm fucking hungry. I almost texted you two idiots on the way here going, my fucking food better be on the table. <laughs> but I didn't. I've become nice. So Jimmy Big Balls, I say, where's my fucking steak? And he goes, uh, the girl said, I go, uh, he goes, the girl says, oh, she didn't want to bring it out because it got cold. I go, I don't fucking care if it's fucking cold. I was so hungry. You know when yeah, you're really yeah, hungry? Yeah. So I got the steak, and I didn't throw it across the room because that's a great move, by the way. Throwing a steak <laughs> across a room with a fucking real china dish, that's fucking badass. That's <laughs> Devil Wears Prada shit. That is like, <laughs> fuck you, Anne Hathaway, you cunt. Get me to coffee. So, Bo. Yes. I says to him, you're a fucking asshole. You got one fucking job. Well, he takes his laminate badge off that has my picture on to get backstage. And he throws it down. He goes, I don't need this. I quit. I go, good. You think I fucking need you? Well, get this. <laughs> 90% of my act was about him oh. and how fucking happy we were, but about his big fucking balls. <laughs> I went out there, did an hour and a half. And I just dug up old specials that I'd done. I dug up every piece of material just not to do any of that stuff about yeah. him. I came off and I go, need you, do I, bitch? Oh, well, shit. That That's made, fucking but, badass. But uh, it is badass, but I will say it could have, looking back, yeah. I could have handled <laughs> could have it better in many ways. I could have texted ahead, have the yeah. steak on the table. <laughs> I could have said, honey, I feel pushed aside and it hurts my feelings. I didn't have the tools at the time. Yeah. So if you had had better tools, what do you think, and more sobriety under your belt, and just kind of like knowing what you know now, what could you have done different to not talk about scissoring, which makes no fucking sense? Well, I didn't have the material. I wasn't at the point where I had like, you know, Comedy Central specials in my back pocket. And, and guess so, what? You know what? Not? You never will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course, I believe in them, or why would I be here? Go yeah. ahead. Um, what I would have done if I could go back is I would have just pulled her aside and I would have been like, hey, you know, I, I appreciate you coming. It is weird, but I appreciate you coming. Um, I have a lot of material about you. It's not personal. This is, this is what I do. I'm trying to do this thing. I would really appreciate it. And I would ask her, I'd be like, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't sit where you're sitting because it would really make it hard for me to do my job. I think that's and great because I once had an ex show up at a gig and I was just open micing at the time. So I didn't have those tools and didn't yeah. have the, and I literally just said, you're a fucking stalker. I'll call the cops and got him kicked <laughs> out. Like I don't, girls have it a little easier cause like we could call the cops, but suppose you were like, she's stalking me. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's following me anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. And a cop would be just like, you're a fucking <laughs> fag dude. <laughs> Like, straight-up cops would not respond well yeah. to that. But yeah. that's hard, 
man, it's a hard situation. I don't appreciate when people show up at shit like that. No, well, it's like you, she knows that it's not okay for her to be there, and she knows that it was weird. She just wanted to put pressure on me and put pressure on things, and she was a bit of a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Well, I'm glad you've upgraded to dating absolutely no one. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic the way you've got nothing to offer at this time. So, Nick, when, other than that time I saw you, when is the first time <laughs> you ate a big, large one on stage? Oh, man. Um, I remember kind of diving into stand-up more so after a breakup, and I was going every week, and I was doing really well. And I was living off those moments. Yeah. For, like, to the point where, like, I would do it and be like, okay, I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to live off that for, like, two weeks because my confidence was just in the toilet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I started doing it. Confidence was getting better and better. And then I had this one night. Uh, it was open mic at Stress Factory. And I <laughs> tried this joke. I, you remember the joke I had about, like... Well, please tell me. Because <laughs> I hate anything he does that he doesn't do anymore is because I've told him it's fucking terrible. Like, I'm a nice person, but I'm not going to sit here and waste my goddamn breath if you're not going to pay attention to the instructions. <laughs> so what's what the joke? And we'll judge if it's any good. Go ahead. It was about gay bees. Like, no, bees I actually were gay. like that joke. <laughs> I've already checked out, but we'll listen. Like, I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I can't remember. It was about, no, I, I literally strange. thought of this on the way there. I was like, this would be kind of funny, right? Oh, Lord. Yeah. No, it was, it was all about the stripes. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, imagine, like, I was like, you know, I'm getting into some hobbies. I was thinking about beekeeping, but I only want gay bees because they're better dressed and more organized. <laughs> And I was like, my only concern would be the drama with the queen bee. They'd be like, this bitch is too big for horizontal stripes. You know what? And that's a, that's a good punchline. That's line. an actual yeah. good joke, but yeah. like the fucking ridiculously stupid setup. I'm thinking of getting into a hobby. Why, you know, I'm thinking of beekeeping. Anybody? Anybody? Beekeeping? Anybody? And, then, and then, like, the end line, I it's was like... It's not that terrible, though, if you do well, it right. Well, the ending, the ending was a little rough. The okay, ending, here we go. The ending, I said, was, I was like, yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I might just get Mexican bees, because they work really hard. <laughs> now, that's... In Bridgeport, you, you said that. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Didn't know my audience it at was the smart, time. Yeah. yeah. See, back <laughs> in my day, you could do a lot of racial humor and sexual humor, which is what I did for a living. But see, now you got to edit that joke for our troubled yeah. times. In 2001, we would say, so what was the joke you said? I want to get Mexican bees. They work harder. They work now harder. you'd have to say, I got to get Latin X bees. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, we gotta get woke. Cause I'm woke as fuck, you know? Like, real fucking woke. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Did you wanna quit comedy after that, or were you just, like, so devastated? Cause it hurts. Well, th those, are the, those are the moments where you decide if you really wanna keep doing it. Yeah. Like, that's, that was, the, I was driving home, I didn't have any music, I was just silent, and I was just thinking, like, all right, man, like, do you want to try that again? Or are you done for a while? Like, what's your, 
what's your deal? So what made you actually wake up the next day and say, you know what, I'm going to try it again? It took me, I mean, it took me like a day or two to get over it, to be honest. I yeah, was like thinking sure. about it at work. People were like, oh, how was your thing? I was like, it was fine. <laughs> oh, My dreams just worst. got crushed. Yeah. yeah. I'm training, I'm training people just like looking at the floor. They're like, how many? I'm like, I don't know, a fucking thousand. Keep going. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. But I... I I've been lucky enough to have really good friends in my life who have seen me before that, and they were like, dude, just keep trying it. I, I, I always do this with my clients and stuff, too, is like, you're not going to get good at something immediately right away. Like, it takes time. Yeah. Like, any, like anything. Your job, anything. I am well, way better at kissing girls. I just want to say. <laughs> I doubt it sincerely. <laughs> as his token aunt, I would be advising you to date someone else. It's, it's, I got good action all around, honestly. I think you are very weird, and I don't think... I actually think Bo would be a real terrific catch because he is sober. I really like that when he works a good program, he doesn't... uh, He'll never hit you, I don't think. I think that's a big plus. That's a selling point? Well, you know... (laughs) You got to meet my friend Bo. He won't punch you. He's not going to hit you. Well, you know, you get these drunks sometimes, and they'll give you a fucking good smack. (laughs) And even if you deserve it, ladies, it's just not. Because some of you bitches ask for it. I've heard you become mouthy. (laughs) But I would say I'm glad you both kept going. And that's the thing. Malcolm Gladwell, I think, isn't it? He says you need 10,000 hours to become good at something. Right. So, I mean, that's what's going to happen. Now, why don't you first talk about, I really was curious about this. Why don't you talk about the first time you were ever on TV? Oh, wait, you never were. Okay, sorry. But I am proud of you. Last rapey thing we want to talk about just with you two is I don't want to get sexual with you. I don't want you talking dirty. I think it's disgusting. We know. But I want you to tell us, was sex for the first time very weird? And how old? By the way, how old were you when you did the girl kiss? Um, 30? (laughs) <laughs> this is three weeks ago, right? I think I was yeah. like 12, 12, 13. Okay, maybe. that's okay. That's okay. Bit of a late yeah. bloomer, but that's good. <laughs> um, what was the first time? Let's talk about Nick first, because Nick, it's less disgusting to picture Nick having sex. I mean, I don't want to picture it anyway, because he's like my nephew, but tell us, if you can, in non-graphic terms, how old were you? What was it like? Did you have imposter syndrome after that, too? <laughs> 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 I made her wear my football jersey. Oh, and nice. it was a dude. No, um, <clears throat> yeah, my first time uh, was <laughs> I threw a party at my house. Sure. It was my dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. Unrelated. My dad was not involved. <laughs> I How have, old were you? 17. 17? Yeah, I was okay. a, little, a little late. That's but, okay. So I, I remember losing my virginity that night to this girl, and I was so afraid to... You know, go too finish. quickly, oh. finish too quickly. Yes. That I was just like, I guess I enjoyed it, but I was so in my own head, like, don't, just don't, don't. Don't, don't. you wish, Nick, <laughs> that you had known Bo at the time so you could picture him and not? <laughs> because no one's climaxing with this coming at them. Can you imagine him coming at you like, <laughs> you, your dick would crawl up into your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh <laughs> sorry Bo, you know we're friends and that's why I make fun. I only kid because I love. Go ahead, Nick. So I remember losing my room. <laughs> makes it all better. It makes does. it all better. <laughs> 
So I lost my virginity that night, and then the next day, I had sex with another girl. <gasps> and I was like, it's going to be like this forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't gotten laid since. So I okay, Bo, how about you? How old were you? I was 16. Wow. Beat ya. And <laughs> um, I just got a text from this girl. She was like, come over. Let's, you know, have sex. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, and I was like, okay. You know what I mean? I stole my parents' minivan, peeled out, <laughs> was just sweating profusely the whole way there. Like, oh, this is be great, I think. I don't know. It was actually one of the strippers from his moose party <laughs> yeah. in the fucking Vermont. The pass game is on. Come hang out. <laughs> Were you wearing your cuff on the ride over? Yeah. <laughs> Protection, yeah. And, uh... No, I just remember that it was really fast. She was really not happy. And I I just remember it was like really hot. Like like not hot in like a sexy no. way, obviously. Just like I was you sweating. Were sweating. I was sweating profusely. I was like, oh my God, this is a lot to deal. Like it was a big day for me. And and uh and I, yeah, it, it was over fast. And then the second it was over, I was like, oh, sorry. I don't know why I said that. It was nice of you. It was, and, and, and you continued that tradition. <laughs> yeah. I was like, sorry. And then I got my clothes on, and I got back in that minivan, and I was doing 50 on back roads getting home because it was just like, it felt like I robbed a, robbed like a bank or something. I was like, I pulled it off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> At yeah. least you did it. You know, I think, I think men... Thank you. I think men are often afraid to say that there's a lot of pressure on them to perform. It's not easy for men, I'm All sure. All the pressure. I mean, with women, we can just fucking lay there and do nothing, which is that's definitely... Right. That's totally... Yeah, she gets it. That's totally my brand. I'm like, get in, get out, don't let the door hit you in the ass, douchebag. Because sex to me by this age is like Christmas morning. It happens once a year, and there's a big mess to clean up after. <laughs> I don't fucking need that shit. And by the way, I always think that I do sex wrong because I get nothing out of it. Every Valentine's Day, I get a fucking yeast infection and a goddamn pinched nerve in my neck. <laughs> that ain't worth it. Give me chocolate, you fucking cunt. <laughs> Speaking of chocolate... We're going to take a little break. That's right. And when we come back, we're going to air one last segment. What are we going to do? Promo it real quick, Chubbs. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> we're going to roast each other. Me and Nick are going to give each I'm other a roast. I'm not involved, but yeah! <laughs> I love you <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by the night Bo lost his virginity. Just like his comedy career, it didn't last long, and it never impressed anyone. Ayo! Okay. Welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers, and we got big dreams. Live taping! So now... We are gonna roast each other. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. So we've obviously never roasted before. So it's like first time we want to try something new. Yeah. So in keeping with the theme of the show. Yes. Because I am the roast queen, as you know. Yeah. I kill it. I nail it to the wall. <laughs> Matter. I, I, I every time I do a roast, I feel sorry for the wall because I'm nailing it so hard. <laughs> and I said to these guys, "You want to do something for the first time? Try a fucking roast." Because, see, the roast format is where you got to hit hard, get in, get out. Yeah. And the thing is, too, you got to not really be 
you really gotta be mean to each other. You can't be a little fucking halfway pussy. So, I challenge you, I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna judge who wins. Your audience, you can help. Okay, go, Bo, first. Okay, all right. I did my best. Okay. Nick Scopoletti is so Italian. How Italian is he? Nick is so Italian that um, he's uh, really family-oriented, and I like that about him. <laughs> did I do good, Lisa? That was horrible. <laughs> In my day, when we did roasts and prepared for them, you'd rate them on, like, ABC and cut out anything that was below an A-, minus. Yeah. you would have an empty page. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Nick. Bo's finally been going to the gym a lot lately. Ooh. And well, I mean, he looks really good. <laughs> he's, he's lost a bit of weight. He's feeling better mentally. I don't know. This I, is, I'm not. I, I felt roasted. Was that, is that how we do it? No, I feel like you guys <laughs> are pussyfooting around each other. No, no, no. That was roasting. No, no, no. Now, with, there has to be a kernel of truth. First of all, Nick, 101. Roast 101 is there has to be a kernel of truth in the joke. Clearly, this guy, the last time he went in the gym, <laughs> you know, has this ever happened? <laughs> and also, he's not looking good. All right. <laughs> so something has to be true and or humorous. We try one more each or before I fucking fire you both. Go ahead. Hit him hard, Bo. All right. Um, all right. Here we go. Be mean. All right. <laughs> Nick Scopoletti fancies himself a personal trainer. And so do his clients. They're really impressed with the results. <laughs> and he gets great Yelp reviews. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm about to kill you both. <laughs> Go ahead. <sighs> Bo used to be a raging alcoholic and drug addict. <laughs> Now he hasn't had a drink or done drugs in four years. Pussy! <laughs> <laughs> His comedy career is going well. He's gotten passed at two clubs in New York City. He's got beautiful blue eyes. His life's really coming together. Dude, yes! I'm proud of him. Yes! Wow. That is a roast. Okay, I, We okay, should pitch wait, this to Comedy wait. Central. Nick, you wouldn't know a fucking negative joke if he'd bit you in your <laughs> vagina. That's called a roast joke, okay? <laughs> See, now, it's terrible, but I love that you love each other so much you didn't want to hurt each other's feelings, you no, know? No, I couldn't do it. Like, here's one I just thought of as you were sitting here and I was gazing at your countenance. <laughs> Bo almost didn't make it here tonight because he heard McDonald's was re-releasing the McRib. <laughs> top of the head. I think here's what we've learned tonight, folks. We've learned certain people have talent for many things, AKA Lisa Lampanelli. I'm very good at a lot of things. You guys, you might be terrible at roasting, but I think you have a future in comedy and you also are very nice to each other and have a good podcast. So as my life coach and mentor, Meatloaf, once said, Two out of three ain't hey, bad. Yeah. Clap it up for these guys. Thank, Thank you, you for guys. Listening. We'll see you next week. Next Losers week. the dream. Thank you, guys.
Hey, thanks for listening to Losers with a Dream. We'll see you next week when you got more time to kill. Fucking hate these guys.